Hola. I know they don't say that's real. It's just for just some shapes. What is happening guys? Welcome back to another epic episode of That Tattoo Show. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and I've also got... The host, Paul the Teacher Purple Andy Preacher Talbot. Oh, that's... He, see, he <laughs> used to be... He used to, I, first of all, he was like, I'm Paul fucking Talbot. And I was like, I'm a fucking... That's why you're buying all that religious shit, isn't it? Because you're like... Paul the preacher. You're gonna be walking around tattoo conventions, right? Feeding people bread <laughs> and bread, bread and wine. Purple bread, and bread. Wine. No, just uh, bread, bread and, wine and wine every week. I do you want to join like, my religion? I oh start my god! One. Do you want to? And like, just comment down below. Will you join the cult of Paul? If you will, there's no subscription fee, but you might get a cool sticker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome back. This week's episode, we are going to be taking a look at some of your tattoos and we will be doing a critique and we've also got a bit of tattoo news as well and Paul's got some other news also. So a bit of music news. Yeah, that's what's happening this week on The Tattoo Show. Chris! What, yo, yo bro. <laughs> 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 What's in the news, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Basically, somebody uh, from FKINs has leaked some information and they have a new wireless tattoo machine coming out and it's going to be 600 US dollars. Because their current machines are way more than that, right? 1300 bucks. 1500 bucks, something like that. So a $600 machine, not bad. Yeah, it, it might be to kind of like be a competition for the AI Tenetas. Because like in the review I did, I was like, this is competition for the likes of FK and Cheyenne. Yeah. Uh, and that machine is only like $680. So they've come out with one that is $600. Or they are coming out with one that is $600. It's going to be releasing in April. There will be two stroke options. So I don't think you'll be able to change the cam. You'll be able to just buy what you can buy. Um, nice. And it will be a drop-in cell battery. So I'm assuming what they mean by that is the... Yeah, the like 18500 vaping batteries, isn't it? You know, them kind of things, yeah. So they're bringing out a $600 wireless tattoo pen. See, ultimately, what they've all got to do, though, is they've all got to get down to the price of rotary works. Right, forget your $600 machines. You've got to get one, you got to get one for 200 bucks. I've got an interesting bit of news here. Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash has launched a new horror production company, Berserker Gang. Oh, fucking hell. So Slash said of the new company, in a statement to Variety, I've always been a huge horror fan, especially going back to the days when horror movies actually scared the hell out of you. I want to get into the heart of the production business so I can try to make movies that I'd like to see. I agree with that. I'd like to see horror movies again that scare you to death. You know what I mean? Be really good, you know, the art. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I was really lucky because I grew up in the in the era of the VHS video nasty and, you know, and all that sort of stuff where, where it was all, like, a little bit over-the-top driller killer and zombie flesh eaters and all that. Mm. And I love all that sort of stuff. And I've, I'm a lifelong horror fan. And I just you think know they're what, a bit though? tame at the moment. Like, you know? See, this is the thing. Like, my mother, like, which, when, when The Exorcist first came out, like, she was so terrified watching that, right, that, like, she would, oh, I watched it. I watched that film. And it put me into labour because she was pregnant watching it. She was that scared. She gave birth to my sister. And then, like, she wouldn't let me watch it growing up. And then I watched it and I was like, this is not scary at all. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I... Yeah. So like it, I think it it takes all, it's going to take a really fucked up film to yeah, scare I think people. It will. 
Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see. I've actually got one. Can I just say the other thing is related to that the headliners yeah. for the Glastonbury Festival this year have now been announced and it's going to be Guns N' Roses, Elton John and uh, Arctic Monkeys. One of my clients has gone through a bit of bit of a tough time with, with cancer and he's doing a fundraiser without going into too much detail because I don't know if he wants it all to be public, right? But he wants to do 100 push-ups a day in April, the whole of April, right? And he, he this is like, you know, a personal thing for him to try and get going like so if yeah if, if you want to donate some money i'll pop a link down below and then i think just, you know, just give him a just bit there. of support and yeah just help him out like it'd be awesome uh he's he's a really he's a Jewish one of those ones right he's a really fucking nice guy and this is just a shit thing that's happened and um you know if you can help him out it's the the money is going to cancer research as well so right i've got one last piece of music news welsh metalers bullet for my valentine have announced a handful of US dates in May following their Canadian run of shows as the support for Megadeth. So they're going to be, uh, Bullet for My Valentine are going to be out in America supporting a couple of bands. Um, they've, you know, they're, they're doing a run of shows. I think Canadian run, they're doing the Canadian run with Megadeth, supporting Megadeth, so that'd be pretty cool. Um, and then it goes on to say, I think this is uh, Blabbermouth I got this from, uh, Bullet for My Valentine released the deluxe version of its latest self-titled album, uh, album, sorry, in August 2022 via Spine Farm slash Search and Destroy. This extended release featured four brand new tracks plus Stitches, a song previously only available as a Japanese exclusive. Following the CD and digital release, a vinyl pressing launched on November the 11th. Speaking of... Uh well, you just reminded me about something. Then my uh, my friend's band, he's actually uh, they they go on a, a tw it's a twenty year uh, anniversary of their album, casually dressed. So if you don't know, funeral for a friend, uh, twenty year anniversary of casually dressed. They're doing like a like a special UK tour for that as well. So check that out. Dates are selling out fast as fuck. Like well. Welsh metal is alive and well by the sound of it. Then. So for this week's topic, because we've been chatting about, you know, tattoo conventions and all kinds of, you know, bits and pieces over the last few weeks, we thought, why not? Let's talk about tattoos instead. Well, let's not talk about our tattoos. Let's talk about your tattoos. So a little while ago, we asked you to supply some stuff for critiques. Loads of people emailed in. I've pulled a few out of them. Don't worry if you've sent them and you've heard nothing. We, I've got them all in a big folder and I just pulled them out at random. And every now and again, we're going to do these critique episodes. So uh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna start with, uh, and I, I realise that if you're listening to this on our uh, top thirty in the UK and Germany podcast, that this may not be the best part of the podcast for you. I, I, so I am going to try and do. Uh, Are we top thirty in the UK and Germany? Don't you know? <laughs> So what I'm going to try and do, I'm going to try and do the best job of an audio description that I can. But what I hope is that our critique and our suggestions will, you know, if you're listening to this, they will help you with your own work. So the first submission is from uh, Pepe Loves Art. It says, hi, my, hi guys, my name is Bo, pronounced Bo. Uh, I'm a junior tattooing, a tattooer who started a little over two years ago. I work at a registered tattoo studio, studio called Cranio Cadent Tattoo Studio. The photo that I've submitted is from a recent tattoo convention uh, that was my first tattoo convention, and it has zero filters. Yeah, but like by filters, well, I see this is the thing though. Was it taken with the CPL filter? 
Because, like, the blacks in there look... Yeah, and that's what I mean by... See, that. I think that's what people get confused when I say filters. It's like, if you take a picture of your tattoo with a CPL filter, that's what I mean by the filter. Nevertheless, what do you think? Now, uh, for the benefit of the Spotify listeners, this is uh, a traditional style tattoo of uh, a vampire lady holding a skull that looks like it's full of blood, uh, and in the background, look, she's got like bat wings. Uh, in the background, there's like the castle Dracula, a load of bats flying around. And at the bottom of the tattoo, there's the rose. It's all done in a traditional style. So uh, single line weight all the way through. Uh, no sculpted lines as is traditional. Uh, only limited colour palette. Um, no white highlights, just skin breaks, you know, as you would expect for a traditional tattoo. Uh, and done by somebody who's been tattooing for two years. Can I just ask a question first? Because the first thing that I noticed is, um, why is the rose at the bottom upside down? Is that okay in traditional tattooing? I don't know, man. Because I would have had that rose the other way around. Like, to me, personally, from a layout point of view, I would have I would have preferred that rose to be the right way around because that it's upside down, you know. Yeah, it would make sense for it to be up uh, the right way around. But I think, like you know, with traditional tattoos, this like they don't even have fucking light sources or anything, do they? <laughs> I've got to say, bro. I think for two years in. I think your line work is solid. It's clear that you can put lines in. There's a there's a few here and there that aren't aren't perfect, but you know, I mean, we're not going to hold that against you. You know, what's it like here and there? It's also it looks like it's on the inner thigh. Uh, it looks like it's on a chap's inner thigh, and it doesn't. You know, that's not the easiest place in the world to to pull or push lines through. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's fair enough. I mean, I think your colour. From what I can tell, it looks solid. You know, the uh, all the colours are in there. Uh, the fades look pretty good. It's a couple of fades that I think could smooth out a little bit, but I'm not sure if that would look traditional then, you know, because they're, they're not super smooth, are they? Like, you say, know? where the black and the red is in the wing, um, I would have maybe done that a little bit tighter. I'm trying to... Like, if you if you look at it now, you know the bottom one, and the, actually both of them... If you look, say, like the middle one, the the black kind of like kinks out slightly and then it dips back in and then it curves around. Yeah. Like, I think that should have just been, yeah. you know, more kind of like a, a more of a curve. So maybe jet black that curve and then slightly yeah. flicked out from it. Uh, but actually do do that pepper shading from it. So yeah. slow so, that machine down a little bit and just whip, whip it out like. Yeah, whip it, whip um, shade it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a few little things like that. That you can that you can pay attention to. Chris is what Chris is talking about is the 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 bat wing shape. There's a there's an internal yeah. shape to it where the spines of the wing are, and the shading doesn't quite follow the shape of, of the spines inside. And so when you're shading away from it, you want to try and keep it so that you know that gradient yeah. creates the right shape. Because there's like there's like the yeah, odd little you, you, lump you can in see, it here and there, isn't there? You know, you, you can but see on the arm. Even so, it's a like, really nice tattoo. Where he has got like that. They have got that pepper shading, like that. That it kind of looks there on there. Like I honestly, yeah, yeah. I all I would say is like I mean, how, did it? Did he say how long it took to do the tattoo? No, it doesn't doesn't say. But it was done at a tattoo convention. So song. as fucking fast as possible, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. The other thing is to remember this is their first tattoo convention that they went to. So this is their first time working. So there's got to be a little bit of nerves involved in that as well. You oh know? yeah, you, you're gonna be fucking nervous. It'd be interesting to see some more of their work to compare it to. Yeah, send us some more of your work. I would say s slow down a bit. Maybe use different line weights on certain areas because it, it looks like the, the castle in the background has got, 
maybe had the same lines or, or the same line has been used for the entire thing by the looks of it. I could be wrong. No, but, but like, he, does say, fences, he does say in his message, he said the criteria for the convention was one line weight in order for it to uh, for it to count as a traditional tattoo. For so well, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, so because it was um it was entered into the competitions and that was the criteria of one of the competitions. It was a single line weight and only traditional colours. So they can only use like a seven seven colour palette, like you know. So Yeah. So then maybe I, I, I would have I would say then maybe just use a maybe a smaller a, a thinner liner then, just slightly. Just because like if you or, or space them out a bit more. Yeah, but then you're just, if you look at the trad. like you know, with your multiple line weights. I get it. But like sometimes I get it if you're doing it for a competition to, uh, to meet the criteria. But, uh, I think what Chris is saying is fuck competitions and fuck their criteria make your own criteria up. If yeah. you feel like it, needs but this a, is the th- thing though, right? Line weight, then use them. Right? This is the thing. You've, you've got all these fucking purists that go like, Oh, it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that. But then if you go back and you like watch interviews with the likes of like Lal Hardy and, yeah. and them lot, right? Like they are traditional tattoo artists. But back in the day, their style of tattooing was classed as new school. Yeah, yeah. So what is classed as traditional now was classed as new school back then. But overall, I think you've you've uh, produced a good, clean, solid, traditional tattoo. Should be proud of yourself. Carry on. Love to see some more yeah. of your work. Send it over. It's great. Slow down. Just slow, slow down. Slow down a little bit, yeah. Don't worry about it. But first tattoo Take convention, you're always going to have first tattoo convention nerves. So don't yeah. worry about that, you know. Maybe just turn next time. Turn the rows upwards, like Chris is saying. There's no real <coughs> rules to it, but I, I would, I would have been inclined to have the rows upwards rather than downwards. So Simon Erickson has sent over a photograph of uh, a forearm piece. It looks like it's on the back of the forearm, by the look of it. It's a floral piece, multiple flowers with a black background, uh, done in a, sort of. Sort of Japanese style, I would say. Sort of, it nods towards that kind of mm. Japanese traditional style. This was done using a Cheyenne Thunder, so four mil stroke, easy revolution cartridge needles, a critical CX2 running at seven and a half to eight volts, and dynamic yeah. and eternal links. And he also says, love the show, keep up the great work, boys. And he's from uh, Duster Inc. in Sweden. This is Simon. Hola. <laughs> I know they're going to say that's really that. I just throw, I just throwing shapes like throwing shapes. Um, do you want to start on this one or do you want me to start on this? One? But do you know what? I think this is a really nice, solid, clean tattoo, and I think anybody would be proud of having this tattoo. But however, there's one little thing that I want you to have a look at. Um, I love the way the flowers are done, particularly the ones that are quite obviously traditional Japanese flowers. There's a flower at the bottom that's purple, that's got purple veins running through it that I don't think is executed quite as well as all the other flowers. And I, I think that one, um, when you come to doing this, that one to me doesn't work quite as well. If you look at the rest of the tattoo, all of the all of the flowers, the, um, the petals have got black lines around them. Uh, that one doesn't seem to have any. I would like to have seen these black lines mm. go into the middle of the spine. The, the veins... Um, there's not really any veins on the other flowers. There's not really that kind of detail, no. either, even in the chrysanthemum, right? So the, I don't think they would have needed to be there. So I would have I would have kept that flower a little bit simple and let the colour do the talking. So if it, it you know, it yeah. needs to be a purple flower, I would have let the colour do the talking on that, partic- yeah. that particular flower. So it's more of a... It's, for me, the critique is, uh, I think your style looks good. Um, the 
the quality of your tattooing looks really good. The colours are in. They're nice and they're nice and vibrant. And you know, line weights look look great to me. The black is really solid in the background. There's just a little bit of attention to detail with those small things. I know that's quite a big tattoo. I've no idea how long it took. Um, yeah. It, for all I know, right. it could have been done in three hours. You know what I mean? Which is you know, which is yeah. But it could have been a full day. Yeah. But that, for me, that whole tattoo works really good. That's the only thing that lets it down. You know what I mean? The only other thing so, that I would say is, for me, there's enough flowers on there to have made an entire sleeve. Right, know? yeah. Uh, okay, I'll jump off on that. Right, so so for me, I think you've done too many flowers in a small space, so the flowers are too small, uh, especially the chrysanthemum uh, and, and a lot of the other smaller flowers. So if you look at, like, longevity of tattoos and the way tattoos age over time, I think what you're going to have uh, and what is going to be a bit of a problem over time for that client will be some of the line work in parts of this tattoo are going to merge together and it's going to end up being a bit of a blob. So future reference, like I, I would have done the chrysanthemum a lot bigger. Um, also, so a daisy should be smaller than a chrysanthemum. Like they, they are smaller. So what you, what you want to do is if, if you're going to do something where you have a smaller flower that looks bigger, then you need to really define that that is in the foreground by maybe changing the line weight, putting a thicker line around it. Similar to what they do in comic books where they let you know what's foreground and background. They have like thick, thicker lines and stuff in the foreground and so on. Do you know what this um, looks like so to yeah, me like, though, Chris? Sorry to interrupt you there. Fuck it will be. This looks to me like a client who's come in and wanted a flower for every single person she's they've ever met. I'm presuming this is a woman. Oh, looks, yeah, no. This looks to me like a client that's come in and gone, right, I've got seven grandkids, I'm, uh, you know, I've got three friends. I, I this, guess that and, completely. It, and it might be they've gone, I've got to have this daisy for this person, a daisy for this person. There's a Scottish thistle in there by the look of it. Um, I've got to yeah, have this flower. I've got to have that you flower. Can still, you can still get all the. You can still. Yeah, you can look still at do it, it and yeah. get all and get all the, the the sizes of 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 them. Like from a technical aspect, um, my only thing that really fucking kind of catches my eye on this is the line work. It's inconsistent in certain areas. Like if you look at the daisies, yeah, some of the lines are a little bit wobbly. Yeah. Uh, also, the center of the lotus flower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you've got to be really careful with lotus flowers. Like, especially the centre, you don't want it to look like there's a bunch of dicks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but with that, if, yeah, if you yeah. look at the lines, like, just some of them are broken, so you're going in with a smaller liner. So, for me, I would just say just spend and spend that little bit more time. And this is something that Jesse Smith said to me before. Like, he's like, take your time with your line work because that is one of the most important parts of the tattoo. So, if you're rushing through the line work... And then you get those mistakes. Certain colours over time with the light fastness and so on, they will fade down. And all you've got left to hold that tattoo together is your line work. And if your line work is inconsistent and it's a little bit wobblier and a little wobbly there, a little bit thicker, a little bit thin there, it's you're gonna notice it more as the tattoo ages. So definitely like it's it looks like a cool tattoo. Yeah. I, you know, it, it looks like a cool tattoo. It, it's definitely something that could have been, you know, done on a larger scale. And there's a lot that's been condensed into it. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's literally just like slow down on your line work. Maybe similar thing with if you look at this, some of the shading that's on the back of the uh, the lotus flower. Just like I said with the other tattoo, just smooth that out a little bit. Because if you zoom in, it does look a little bit patchy. Like I've I've done this in the past. Like so, I'm I'm, I'm kind of teaching you from my mistakes like i I, i'm guilty of doing this shit and and i've gone back then and kind of relined it but yeah like make sure that the flowers are all the right size for what they're meant to be and if they are meant to be bigger 
even though they are a smaller flower, so they're in the foregrounds, for example, you know, address that with line weight. Um, probably have a little bit more breathing space for them as well. And just, yeah, just slow down on the line work, man. Just make sure the line work's nailed, like, because, yeah, that's it. Other than that, it looks cool, man. Um, you know, the, the shorthand version of our critique there, because both what both of us are picking up on is um, attention to detail. Slow down, take a bit of time, and spend a little bit of time in the details of getting, you know, if the lines have got to be black, make them black. If they've got to be grey, make sure they're grey. Get all the little kinks out of them and everything, and just spend your time with the details, because yeah. all those little details, when you add them all up over the course of the tattoo, you go from a good tattoo... To a great tattoo. Another thing as well, like I would, I would definitely suggest experimenting with different needles just to find. You no, know, you you might find that like different needles, you might get a, a more desired effect with your line work. And also, when you're lining with, you know, I'm assuming you lined it with the, you know, you've done everything with the thunder. So if you've got a thunder, make sure that the line work that or what you're running at is matching to your hand speed. Now I don't know if we've ever really talked about this with line weights, but. Um, just in case you don't know this, say you're doing a, a layout that's only got lines in it, you can actually control depth of field, you know, what seems to be forwards and backwards by lining things heavier. So if you take an object and you put a big, heavy power line around the outside of it, it will appear to come forward Sorry in the layout. There as well. And this actually fits in with the line work side of things. Like if you look at the background, like on the back of the flowers, it's all done in black by the looks of it. Like I wouldn't have gone with that. I would have used maybe like a medium to dark grey. That way, the line work will stand out a little bit more. Where you know, there's new. Can, can you see where like where the chrysanthemum is, like where the chrysanthemum and the thistle is, right? Because you've got all that black in yep. the background. If you wanted to do like a black line, a fat line around, say the the thistle and the flowers on the bottom, you wouldn't really notice it that much because you haven't got that. You haven't got anything to to create that separation. Yeah. Whereas if you use like a medium grey, uh, if you use like a, a medium to dark grey instead of black, yeah. like so saying that I usually do like medium with a couple of drops of dark, yeah. but then you've it will fade down and you've got you can you can create that like depth even more then because you can have you got like the grey as the background, then you have got like the, obviously the line work on the flowers which will stand out a yeah. little bit more and help create that separation on the flowers but then you can also create even more separation again by putting a fat line around certain areas which will just create that depth within the tattoo yeah even though it's like you know like a flat traditional yeah. tattoo you still have that level of Absolutely. depth like if i'm doing a tattoo that's got multiple colors in it i'll just take a look at a color wheel have the colors complement yeah. each other yeah yeah you could definitely yeah you could definitely do that sometimes you end up getting painted into a corner if the if the client wants only blue flowers then you, you've got to create contrast by changing the colour of the background. So if the client only wanted blue flowers, you could, yeah. you could use orange in the background to make all the flowers pop a little bit. You know, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. We're always struggling sometimes with client ideas, you know, you, to try and visualise them and make them work. You have to use every trick in the book to kind of make the things. We're always looking for contrast. Contrast of line weight, contrast of colour and contrast of texture. That's, that's how you get the most successful tattoos, you know. Get some texture in there, get some line weights in there, get some contrasting colours. And that's how they'll that's what makes them jump off the skin, you know? Well done. Thanks for sending it in. So the next one is uh Sylvain Tezia. He sent in some stuff on practice skin. Uh says, Hello Paul and Chris, my name is Sylvain. I've been practicing on fake fake skin for a year now. I am enrolled in an online tattoo course. I learnt a lot from it. 
I would like to get an apprenticeship, but cannot afford to work for free right now. None of us can afford to work for free. That's why we shouldn't be working for free. Anyway, here is some of my work on fake skin, uh, or practice skin, as we like to call it. I appreciate the time uh, you take to share your experience through your show. Thanks very much, and thanks for sending it in. So we're looking uh, for the benefit, again, of you Spotify guys. Uh, we're looking at, I, I guess, an Egyptian god. Uh, it's a sort of geometric style, stippled, um, you know, so not dot work, more like stippled shading around it. It's uh, primarily line work. It's in single colour, so it's black and grey. Um, and it's got a very kind of Egyptian god look about it, is, is basically what we're looking at. Uh, what's your thoughts, Chris? All right, so yeah, it looks cool for something that is something that's only been doing it for a year on practice skin. You know, you, you've obviously got a style that you're working towards. Um, what I would be, what I would say is, be weary of your lines and how close together they are, just because again, I don't know if it's been explained to you on your online course, but like I've said pre, no, earlier on, uh, lines thicken up over time. Yeah, so, they do. And also, the thinner the lines, the more chance you have of blowouts. And and this is one thing, right? And mini rant here. A lot of one thing that grips my shit about certain people in the tattoo industry that are really like it's it's really hard to really get that nice kind of like fine line tattooing looking good. Paul's daughter is good at it. She did have an amazing teacher though. You yeah, won't be able to get out of the shop, no. <laughs> but she understands, right? Like, you no, know, how tattoos age and so on. So like it's it's that what you need to understand is and you need to understand how they will age. Otherwise, what you'll end up doing, which is what a lot of people do, is you do these awesome little micro tattoos and these awesome little detailed fine line tattoos that look fucking great on Instagram the day that they're done. And then you will most certainly have a load of people after a couple of years coming back to you going, why does my tattoo yeah, yeah. look fucking yeah. shit? If you look at the, the line that goes down, there's two lines that go down the centre, right? They're very, very close together. Now, depending on how big you do the tattoo, yeah. if, it's, if it's a small tattoo, chances are over time, they're going to end yeah. up being just one one line. So I would just be straight up and be like, fuck it, just put one line there yeah. rather than two little lines. Um, and then if you do that, the pyramid, make that a little bit lighter behind it. Um, the lines in the ears, similar thing, just space the lines out a little bit yep. more. Less is more sometimes. Line weight and how close they are together. And also just maybe that nice shading effect yeah, it on, is tough. on fake skin. Yeah, it is so tough. It's kind of like... I actually can't do it, you know. I can't tattoo fake skin. I'm absolutely rubbish at it. I'm like, I, I, I can tattoo real skin fine, but I'm rubbish at tattooing fake skin. So I, I always admire people that can do this because I look at it and go, I couldn't I couldn't do this on fake skin. It would drive me absolutely insane. I just, I don't, I don't understand how it works. I just fucking do it and I'm just like I, I've had all good intentions to do stuff on fake skin and I start doing it I'm just like I'm not getting paid to do this fuck that what I what I would say about this style that you're you know because this like what we're looking at this is clearly there's a there's a bunch of other tattoos on the fake skin all in, in a similar sort of style you know the experience of teaching my daughter with this with the fine line stuff there is nowhere to hide with your line work Right, your line work is always exposed. No, right, you've got to so get it nailed. you you really, really have to get absolutely fucking brilliant at lining. You know, like my daughter is way better at line work than I am because she does a, a style where the lines are so exposed all day, every day, and you know, I I do some line work in my tattoos, but not yeah. a great deal of line work. And so, you know, even though I taught her, she's considerably better at it than I am, especially with something like, a, you know, like a 0.25, you 
three knee dot. I mean, like, where, like, you just go, fucking hell, here we go. If you breathe heavy, then fucking things wobble, you know what I mean? And that, now, the thing about practice skin is it doesn't move, it doesn't ask for cigarette breaks, it doesn't randomly flinch, it doesn't blow out. So when you transfer this onto skin, um, th- there's a there's a really big learning curve for this because obviously this is nice and flat. You, you're going to be working on tubular surfaces that are covered in grease. So I would, you know, when you transition into tattooing, I would start with very very small tattoos, um, you know, and 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 like very simple, very clean tattooing because even though if you get to the point where you can line brilliantly on practice skin. It doesn't necessarily immediately translate onto real skin. There is still a, a bit of an acclimatization period. No. So, you know, don't. What I worry about it with people transitioning is they get to a point where they're really good on the fake skin and they think they're going to be that good the moment they touch real skin. And it's almost like you go back a couple of steps when you when you yeah. actually start tattooing <clears throat> humans. You know, so. Oh, 100%. Um, really, really practice your line work. Um, One of the things I would suggest, and I did this with Beth, was I took the fake skin and I wrapped it around a poster tube, right, so that, you know, I just gaffer taped it onto a poster tube so that she always had to work on a curved surface so that she couldn't lie it flat and just draw it because I think it's one of the dangers. We never get to work on flat surfaces. Every, every part of the body's got lumps and bumps in it and everything. So get yourself used to working on curves, and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. You make yourself a little bit uncomfortable because tattooing can be a little bit uncomfortable. It's not always not always perfect. <laughs> it's what we've all got bad backs, you know. So be ve- like really practice your line work. Really practice it. One one other thing I would I would say as well is like if you're going to do like symmetrical, geometric stuff, right, make sure that it is actually symmetrical. So take your time because like if you look at the, what's that cross thing? What's it called? The ankh. That's, That's the, the Egyptian cross. Yeah. Yeah, the ankh. Like, if you look at that... It's not quite dead on. And and again, in a in a non-symmetrical tattoo, you'd get away with that, wouldn't you? Yeah. But when it's so symmetrical, every single... Like, it, the, each... The, both the ears have got to be the exact mirror of each other. You know, every element has got to be... You know, all those... All the lines... There's, like, a headdress coming down off of... I'm going to say a fox, like, because it looks kind of like a fox. Could be a dog to me. But it's got, like a headdress on mm. and the lines aren't quite the same distance apart and stuff like that. You know, it's, it, and again, if this was a different style of tattooing, you'd get away with that a yeah. little bit more. But when it's this geometric and symmetrical, it's got to be absolutely bang on, you know? See, and so again, really pay attention to the little details, you know? I'm looking at the other tattoo, right? And I actually prefer the other tattoo that you, you, you sent in to that one. Right. So we're going to move on to Sylvain's second tattoo. Now the second tattoo is a floral piece. Uh, I'm not going to have a, a guess at what the flowers are. Uh, I might leave that with uh, with Chris. But it's uh, again, it's uh, it's black and grey. Uh, the shading is done in a stippled style, so um, more whip shady kind of stippled, and um, more like a fine line tattoo. Yeah, it's a, a more successful tattoo. Now you know this is somebody who's only been practicing for a year on fake skin. You could be forgiven for saying, "Well, look, with the geometry, there's a few things to learn with that." But clearly, with the flowers, where they're less symmetrical and there's a yeah. little bit more wriggle room in terms of small errors and stuff like that, it's a much more successful tattoo. So maybe when you first start tattooing people, you should think about doing more tattoos like this and build and stay away from the geometric. Oh for, yeah, stay away from you know, the geometric stuff and, and build up to it. You know. So one thing I'll say with this one, right? Um, sorry to interrupt you, right? Sorry, but man. one thing I'll say with this one is I don't know if you're rushing or if you're not really 
watching what you're doing. But if you look at a lot of the petals, you're going outside the lines. Um, yes. Which is yeah. fine if it's a colouring book. But obviously when you're tattooing people, you can't go outside the lines. So just be weary no, of like where your needles are and where you're flicking from. So yeah. I would say, I don't know if it looks like you flick from in to out rather than from the edge of the the leaf. Yeah, it, it looks to me like they're, they're, they're flicking from the, the the middle of the leaf to the outside of the leaf. What I what I think what me and Chris are saying is we would go from the black line into the flower then, itself, you know, so the, the fade happens there. And then like things are just like from a design perspective, there's like a small flower, right? If you look at the, you've got the two big flowers, yeah? And then you've got yep. a little flower that's on the bottom. But you've yes. also got this little tiny one that's on the left. Like I wouldn't have even put that in there. I would have just done yep. like the 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 three flowers like because yeah. the problem you got with that is you've got a really dark petal in yeah. front of it and then you've got some dark shading in there as well so that kind of like it just makes it look a bit messy and blobby like doing so you just can, from a design you can lose the definition in that as well as it heals yeah. as well and it can look as it can turn into like one thing really so be a little bit aware of that you could get away yeah. with that if you um, if you left a skin break around the the dark petal against the leaf. Yeah. If you really had to have the leaf there, but you'd need to leave like a little skin it. break around it. I personally wouldn't have put it there either. I wouldn't you know. have put the flower in. So yeah. I, I I don't know if you think this as well. Like with the whip shading, the the stipple shading. I don't know what you're running your machine on, but like I always run my machines really really slow for stipple shading. Um, so just maybe look at being a bit more controlled with your stipple shading because one thing. And this is something you will learn when you're tattooing people uh, is as, again, tattoos age, things spread. So what you might find is like a lot of the stipple shading tattoos, they end up just looking like a really nice kind of smooth black and grey over time. So if you really want to have that intent of stipple shading, just make sure that like it is the stipples are, you know, a decent space apart, like. Otherwise, it will end up just looking like yeah. a really nice shaded one. It's like one of my mates, right? He had somebody working in a shop, and they used to do stipple shading. And but they would like hand fucking poke every single stipple dot in it. And I, and and he'd show me a tattoo, and he was like, "Oh, they done this, and it took him four hours." And it's literally something that you could do in about forty five minutes. And 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 the thing is with that, it's like she spent four hours doing it, charged the client a shitload of money for something that looks like it was done with a seven mag and something that will heal and age and look like it's done with a seven mag. So like, just like, obviously make sure that you're not getting trapped into like, you know, Oh yeah. Dot work and shit like that. And I mean, in <laughs> exactly the same way as, you can... as Chris was saying earlier about, you know, uh, small lines put together will, will blur into one line. If your stippling is, if the dots are too close together, eventually over time, they will just blur into smooth shading. You know, they, yeah. like a lot of the texture will disappear. So we kind of have to, uh, I call it telegraph the texture. You know, you have to overdo the texture a little bit so that it will yeah. hold over time, you know, so the dots have to be further apart, you know. Otherwise, like, I like with doing age, it will become, yeah, I like it. But with, with age, if you've got the dots too close together, it will start to look like just smooth grey, which is no big deal. But that's not what the tattoo was supposed to look like in the first place, you know. It's just an ageing yeah. thing. But I think I think this is this is a problem with like see I'm gonna say modern day social media tattooing is you've just got like people jump on the bandwagons of like oh this is fashionable I'm gonna do this and and they don't understand you know 
how it works. And it's the same with a traditional tattoo. It'll be the same with, you know, like a, a postmodern or a graphic style tattoo. There are certain rules that you have to follow in order for that tattoo to stay looking like that over time. And if you don't follow the rules, it's just going to end up looking like a normal tattoo. It's not going to look like what you've intended yeah. it to look like. So, and, and in that respect then, it kind of makes you think, if you're going to do it, if, if it's going to heal and look like that over time, you may as well just line it all really nicely with nice fine line work and just shade it like everyone else used to shade it. You know, it's it's no different than doing like, you know, like the West Coast black and grey stuff. It's no different than that. Like, so it's just, it's just good for the gram. No, your work, your work's nice for a year in on fake skin. You're doing well. Keep going. Send us some more and, uh, and you know, see if you can apply some of those ideas. Yeah. And so with that, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, critiquing episode. Um, we've tried not to be too hard on people. But we, tr- we do try to be helpful and give you what tips we can. Uh, if your tattoo was in- included in this episode, thanks very much for sending them in. Uh, if you would like to get your tattoo critiqued, all you have to do is... Uh, send your tattoo pictures over along with your setup and all that sort of stuff to that tattoo show at gmail.com. Uh, we'll add them to the folder of stuff that we do. And then every once in a while, we, we'll do a critiquing episode and uh, we'll try and help you out with what we can. Uh, I will, for those of you that are interested, I, uh, I will tell you again, we are going to be starting to do some more practical tattoo teaching later in the year. We've got a couple of things that we're working on and we're just working out how exactly we're going to do it. Uh, but that is something we're going to get involved in. We're going to do some test filming first. So it'll be a little while before we're doing that, but we're figuring out a few things. So with that, tell the lawyer, tell the judge, tell the priest, tell all the tattooers that sent their, uh, sent their work in to be critiqued. We'll be here every Sunday with another episode for you. Take care, guys. We'll see you next week. Take it easy, bro. <laughs> Ha 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 